welcome to Zion Hill, where we make our world a better place. Zion Hill family, the wait is over. We are excited to welcome back our youth choir. We have a single focus for our youth, and that is to teach them the word and train them to war. Rehearsals have resumed and are being held Saturdays at 10 a.m. We encourage parents and youth to get back into the mix. It's time to go to work. It's a Tuesday night at the movies event right here on the hill featuring the hit movie, The War with Grandpa. That's right, it's free admissions, so be sure to invite all of your family and your friends, and we'll see you this Tuesday, November 23rd at 6 p.m. Did you see that? Are you grieving the loss of a loved one or a special friend? Dealing with the loss this time of year can be very difficult. The Zion Hill Bereavement Ministry will conduct a grief share seminar and it's called Surviving the Holidays. This event will take place Saturday, December 4th at 10 a.m. You are not alone, so come out and let's support each other. At this time, we would like to acknowledge all those celebrating wedding anniversaries and birthdays for the month of November. Happy anniversary and happy birthday to you all. If you want to become a member of the Zion Hill Church family, meet Pastor Dara and his lovely wife at the altar after the benediction. Or you can go to our church website and join by clicking the eChurch tab. If you've been blessed by this message and would like to partner with us in spreading the gospel all over this world, be sure that you give as you exit the sanctuary. For all of our online viewers, you may scan the QR code on the screen, text to give to 73256. That's 73256 and enter ZHFAMILY followed by the money or the dollar sign or go to the giving tab on the church website. If this is your first time worshiping with us, we welcome you with the love of Jesus. We truly appreciate you taking the time to worship with us on today. Please be sure you sign in at our greeter station at the end of the service located in our lobby. And as a special thank you, we have a special gift just for you. Thank you for tuning in and worshiping with us on today. Until next time, we'll see you at the top. Good morning, good morning, good morning. My name is Minister Lila Bead and I'm here to welcome you this morning. We wanna thank all our members. We wanna step our guests. Anyone that is a new person, we thank you for coming and choosing to worship with us this morning. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father God, we come before you this morning thanking you right now, Lord God, that you decided to bless us again today, Lord God. 
We thank you, Lord God, for your grace and your mercy, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are supplying all of our needs according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for each and every member, each and every guest, each and every person that's in this sanctuary this morning. Father God, we ask you to pour out your spirit on us in the name of Jesus. Father God, you open our eyes and give us clear vision of where you are trying to take us, Lord God. Father God, we ask you to bless the choir and bless each and every one of us in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Can we stand on our feet and give God praise? Can we stand on our feet and give God praise this morning? If you're happy to be here, make some noise and clap those hands like this. And at home, you can clap with us too. Song says, there's a praise in this house, so everybody dance before him. There's a praise in this house, and I can feel him now. Hey, there's a praise in this house, so everybody dance before him. There's a praise in this house, I can feel him now. Help us sing, there's a praise. There's a praise in this so everybody dance. There is a praise. I can feel him now. There is a praise. So everybody dance. There's a praise. I can feel him now. The Bible says this. He is high. His train is healed. God raised. He's God. He's God alone. Train is healed. Hey, he reigns. He's God, it's God alone. Not only is there a praise, but there's a worship. So everybody bow. Bow before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I can feel him now. We feel you. There's a worship. So everybody bow. There's a word of us, and I can feel him now. Come on, everybody. He is high. His train is healed. Lord, you bring Clap those hands. Hey, praise him. 
Say, bro. 
Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord again. Now, Minister Lily be here again with another part of our worship, which is your tithes and offering. Did you know your tithes and offering is hooked to your worship? Amen. And we come thanking God right now. We thank God. We thank God. We give God glory. He's in the building. We thank God for his presence. We thank him for the Holy Spirit coming by to worship us up this morning. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
like I said before, our tithes and offering is a part of our worship. Amen. Did you hear the song that Terrence sung? He said there's a shifting in the atmosphere. When we give our tithes and offering and be obedient to God, he will shift the atmosphere. Amen. I come to you and I ask you to give as God has blessed you to give. And look around. Everybody looks well. Everybody looks healthy. Everybody looks good. That's because God is blessing us. Amen. And in the word of God in Luke 6 and 38 it said, Give and it will be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. I think a lot of shaking together is going on in here this morning. Amen. So let's give to God our best offering. Amen. And if you have been blessed by this ministry, we encourage you to give. Giving is receiving. Amen. If you give, you're going to get something back. Nobody gets nothing with a closed hand. If you open your hand, God can bless you. Amen. Online viewers may scan our QR code on the screen. Text to give to 73256 and enter Zion Hill family or go to the giving tab on the church website. Amen. Let's be obedient, God. Let's be obedient to God. Because he said if you're in obedience, you can eat the good of the land. Amen. There's a lot of good in the land out here. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's go to God in prayer. Father God, I ask you to bless every tither, every giver, Lord God. Everybody that have a heart to bless your name, God. We thank you, Lord God, because you've been so good to us. Father God, we thank you that you delivered us and healed us and brought us out of a sick place. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the anointing of the Holy Ghost that destroyed yokes in our lives and our families and our communities. God, we are so grateful to you because you're so good, God. Lord God, we thank you that you told us in your word that we are living under open heaven today, God. Father God, let us know that we have to do something for open heaven to come in our lives. And Lord, I ask you to bless the man of God that's bringing the message this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Ushers, please come.
are grateful for all of you being in the house of the Lord today. Please let me mention that we will have worship service on Thanksgiving Day. And please do not take Thanksgiving for granted. You know God's opinion on that. And don't let the enemy suggest to you, oh, I could do that at home. Well, if you have been doing it, we won't be in the predicament we are in. So infest the time to come before the Lord so that you won't incur the evidence of the word of God that says, look, 10 people were saved. 10 people were healed. Only one had enough sense to, to come back. So mark your calendar. It's just a matter of saying, Lord, I thank you. And I don't know about you, with all what is going on nationwide, statewide, the house of the Lord ought to be packed out all over the city because you are still here not because you are more holy or righteous. It's the grace and mercy of God. So on Thanksgiving Day at 10 a.m., Make sure you show up. It will be a time of singing, praising God, and testimonies. Amen. Amen. If the Lord has been good to you, uh, the Bible says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, but by something else, the words of our testimony. Somebody needs to hear what God has done for you. They won't hear you in your own house cooking or watching parades. No. That's not a testimony. It's when you share with somebody and you never know who's going to be touched by your testimony. Also, this coming Saturday, uh, a young lady by the name Serena Williams, I'm told is the granddaughter of Minister Linda Harris and the daughter of Consuela Williams. They're going to be having a homegoing ceremony for that young lady right here in this house on Saturday at 10 a.m. The viewing will begin at 9 a.m. So please make, make note of that. And between now and then, let's pray for the family of Minister Linda Harris. And let's come out and show how much we love that family. While I'm still standing, I would like to say thank you to all of you departments and ministry leaders that came to support our 
our associate ministers yesterday. We, we are very, very grateful. Our ministers and deacons and deaconesses, ushers, uh, technical staff, media folks, sound people, the greeters. I mean, all of you showed up and thank God for our choirs and our musicians. It's a blessing. Amen. I always knew what to do, but what is missing is getting the support. And I strongly believe this community has incredible potential, but you have to trust leadership. You have to allow us to do what God sent us to do. And everybody wins. Heaven rejoices and the earth rejoices. And that's the will of God for all of us. We are grateful, grateful, grateful for your sacrifice and for everything to, you did to celebrate people who have been working and serving in your midst. I also want to welcome all of our guests that are here today. Grateful. I notice uh, Brother Pastor Smith, Mama is here. She's an evangelist. Amen. We thank you, Mama, for being here again. I could tell she's a preacher, you know, just the way she looked. Do we have any other preacher in the house? Please let me. I know Pastor Tenney is here, uh, as usual. Any other minister of the gospel? Amen. God bless you, man. Thank you for being here. We appreciate every one of you, not just the preachers, any guest in the house. We have a guest center in the lobby. And if you will stop by there after church, we have a gift for every one of our guests. This is our way of saying thank you for being in the house today. Amen. Amen. All minds clear? All right. Please open your Bible to the book of Mark, chapter 8. Thank you, worship team and choir. I like that singing. That's my kind of singing. Ain't no shame in my game. The book of St. Mark, chapter 8. We're going to read verses 22 through verse 25. If you find it, please say amen. amen. Mark, chapter 8, verses 22 through verse 25. There you will see account and I want you to pay attention to it because that's where the Lord is leading me to share with you the Bible says and he talking about Jesus he came to a city called Bethsaida and they bring to him a blind man the reason why they brought him to Jesus 
is for him, Jesus, to touch that man. And then Jesus took that blind man by the hand and he led him out of town. And when he had spit on his face and put his hands upon him, then he asked the brother the question, can you see? The gentleman looked up and said, I see all right, but I see men walking around like trees. One more verse. After that, Jesus put his hands upon him, upon his eyes again and made him look up. And this time he saw every man clearly. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we are grateful for the word of God. Grass may wither and flowers may fade, but the word of God will stand forever. Today, in the precious name of Jesus Christ, we invoke the power and the authority of the word of God upon every soul under the sound of my voice. Lord, we pray today, if there be any illness, any sickness, any infirmity in our body, Lord, we ask that you touch us. Just like you touched that man, we ask for your touch this morning. Every question in our lives, we know you got the answer. So Holy Spirit, we say, have your way in this house. Use me to be a channel of blessing to somebody. Let this worship experience be a memorable occasion in our life. Glorify yourself. In this house. And Lord we thank you for results. Lives will be changed. Miracles. Signs and wonder will follow them that believe. And we thank you for increase. In this house. In Jesus name. And the church say. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. For a few minutes, I want to talk with you on the subject titled, Lord, Touch Me Again. Will you open your mouth and decree and declare with me and say, Lord, touch me again. Say like you mean it. Say, Lord, touch me again. It is so in Jesus' name. If you ever get touched by God, your life will never be the same again. 
So it is very, very important that the power of God touch you and me. There are many examples in the word of God about the touch of Almighty God. In the book of Acts chapter 2, you will read an account of how the apostles, the disciples, were touched by God. And the Bible says all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. Am I right about it? Then when you go to the book of Acts chapter 3, then you read the story of a man, a lame man, at the gate called Beautiful. Am I still in the book? The disciples helped him. He was touched by the power of God. By the way, the disciples got in trouble because of that. And the reason why they got in trouble is because they used the name of Jesus. So they got arrested. They were jailed. They were beaten. And then before they let them go, they warned them. Never again. Don't be talking about the name of Jesus anywhere. The Bible says in Acts chapter 4, I'm walking you through the Bible now. They went to their own. They got out of jail. They returned back to their own. And then they reported to their own company what has happened. And when the whole congregation prayed, the place, the Bible said, was shaking. And again, God touched them. And they were filled, everybody filled with the Holy Spirit. This is where the work of theologians began. Please take note that these people were filled again. They were already filled two chapters before. But again, the Lord touched them one more time. The message is clear. There is one Lord. There is one baptism. But there are many refillings in life. Don't miss that. Many of us are lukewarm today. Because they were filled a long time ago, but they've never been refilled. The truth be told, in life, as we live, we tend to slide back. What some people will call backslide. And all of us, from the pulpit, to the choir stand, to the congregation, even to the parking lot. 
We all need to be filled again. We all need God to touch us again. We need to get to a point that we tell God, if you will touch me again, I will serve you for the rest of my life. Lord, if you will touch me again, I will be a witness of your goodness in my life. If you will touch me again, I will testify to the whole world that you are Jehovah Rapha. Now you see where that topic come from. Lord, touch me again. The problem with many people in the church, they think they are all right. Because they've been in church since the day of Shadrach, Meshach, and Bad Negro. They think now we got it. But the truth be told, if you live long enough in this world, you're going to need a retouch. You're going to need a second touch. A third one, a fourth one. As many times as you want the word of God to manifest in your life, you ought to be able to say, Lord, touch me again. In the passage that I read to your hearing, they told us about Jesus coming to a town called Bethsaida. And while he was there, they brought to him a man that is blind. And notice why they brought him. They want Jesus to touch him. See, what is missing in the house of God today, the people back then, they understand that if God touch you, your life will never be the same again. If you allow God to touch you, all your sicknesses will be healed. So they brought him for Jesus to touch the blind man. But notice, he took him out of town. There's a lesson there. Because many times, many of us are looking for miracles in the wrong place. Many of you think you have to attend a big conference, a big convention. But sometimes what God wants to do in your life, he wants to do it in private. I can preach on that all day. Because there are too many doubting Thomas in the house of the Lord. So Jesus did not touch him in the presence of all those folks there. Instead, he took his hand. He said, hey, Brother Baba, take a walk with me. And he took him out of town. And then notice what he did. He spit on his face. I wonder how many of you will still come to church if I, if I spit on your face. 
Ain't nobody talking now. You'll be surprised how many people will press charges on the preacher. But that's what Jesus did. After he spit on his face, then he touched him. Then he asked him the question, can you see? The blind man replied, I see all right, but what I see, I see men walking around like trees. Notice, men are not supposed to walk around like trees. That's another sermon by itself. Whenever you're not living the purpose for which you are created, something is out of order. God called you the head and not the tail. But you'll be amazed how many people are walking around as if there is no God somewhere. Ladies and gentlemen, that is why that man needs to be touched again. The Bible said Jesus touched him again. And this time he was asked, can you see? And he said, I see very clearly. The first touch I will submit to you is to turn on his eyes. Because he never could see. The second touch, you know how we use cameras. You turn on your camera, you look, you can see, but things are out of focus. So the second touch was to get everything he's seen in focus. And the same thing is true in the spiritual world. When we come to Christ, we begin to see. But many times we don't see clearly. And that is why we need a second touch from God. If you don't believe me, talk to David. The man of God came to the house of Jesse and told David, I'm going to anoint you. God sent me to anoint you to be king over Israel. But if you notice in that story, David was not king for many years. He was anointed. He was touched to be king. But he was never king. In fact, if you follow that account, David began to go through all kinds of trials. He found himself in all kinds of trouble. The king don't like him. They were chasing him all over the bush. And then when he eventually became king, he was king over one tribe. Notice he was anointed to be king over the entire Israel. But unfortunately, it takes a second touch 
for you to have everything that God has in stock for you. Although he was taught, although he was anointed, he became king over Judah. Just one single tribe. There are many of you under the sound of my voice. God is doing good things in your life, but there is more. There is more. I shared with the preachers yesterday, trying to speak to the spirit man. Don't settle for being an average. I get in trouble quickly by helping people to see that there is more that God has in stock for you. Brother Pastor, how do you know? Eyes have not seen it. Hallelujah. Ears have not heard it. It's not even been conceived in the hearts of men what God has in stock for those who love him. So never, never settle down. If God heals your body a little bit, go for more. Go for wholeness. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. That's the will of God for you. But the second time when David got touched, all of a sudden, he became king not over one tribe, but the entire country. I'm trying to point out to you how important it is for God to touch you and me. Again, the message is clear. Sometimes you and I may need a second touch. What you went through years ago may not be enough for today. So like the blind man, the first touch He saw men like trees. You were seen, but you were not seen correctly. But when he experienced the second touch, the Bible says he saw very, very clearly. I wonder this morning, is there anybody who needs a second touch? If I'll be honest with you, the Lord led me into this passage because I needed a second touch in my life. Many of my own sermons are born out of personal experience. I cannot take you where I've never been. So what I'm talking about today is my cry to God, telling God, Lord, touch me again. I know you've done a lot of things in my life, but I want you to touch me again. It was out of that experience that the Holy Spirit released me not to be selfish about this revelation, but to share with this congregation and several hundreds and thousands of people 
that will be hearing this message. Some through social media, some through radio, some through television, all kinds of avenues. That was also a result of prayer many years ago. I did like Jabez. I asked God to enlarge my territory. I was just a missionary Baptist preacher. Country preacher. But I saw what God did for Jabez. And I said, Lord, enlarge my territory. And he granted that to me. Today I speak to millions across three continents in this world. So what I'm sharing with you, these are not theories. I needed a second touch from the master. I also believe, to shoot straight with all of you, I believe Zion Hill needs another touch from God. I happen to be a lawyer. I can prove my case. I remember 25, 26 years ago when I came to this church. We were small, very small in number. I remember back then, ladies and gentlemen, the people were good folks. They were caring. But there's not many of them. I was checking my record the other day. Our annual budget was like $85,000 for the whole year. What we were doing a whole year, now sometimes we do it in a week. That is what God would do when he touched you. God's touch will change every chapter in your life. Ladies and gentlemen, while I was so grateful to watch a little church on the hill became so big, I never will forget the bank said it was just a a beep. They couldn't give us money back then because they were concerned that this kind of sudden growth Will not last. But 25, 26 years later, later on, God is still doing miracles. That's what happened when God touched your life, when God touched my life, when God touched our church. But at the same time, while I'm rejoicing, I notice that things have slowed down. And that is why this church needs another church. So when you hear me say, Lord, touch me again, it's a prophetic declaration, not just over my life, but over the life of this church. In fact, let me be brutally honest with you. Over the life of central Louisiana, 
That's why I don't have too many friends. I was having a meeting. Uh, if you don't believe me, ask uh, my administrative assistant. She was there. She arranged the meeting. Some people in the community, they came to talk to me. And the first question they asked me is about the community. Pastor, we know that you're a man of God. Are things going better in this community since you've been here? Now, I've been trained as a lawyer how to avoid answering questions. I'm trained for that. I know. But the Holy Spirit kept picking up and says, answer the question. Answer the question. Here you are. I don't know you. Never met you. And you're asking me a question that will implicate my own self. So I was not going to answer. But the Holy Spirit kept bugging me. Answer the question. And I shared with those men, I said, I'm sorry. I don't know how many places you've been. I don't know what anybody have told you. I said, I have not seen much in terms of progress. Then I told them what we need because they asked me, they said, we're trying to start some kind of ministry to bring all the pastors together. And we're having problem doing this. They said, but somebody told them, go talk to Joshua Dara. He knows. He will tell you what to do. And I have to submit to them, I am just an ordinary human being like you all. I said, but one thing I do know we need we need God to touch our community one more time. I can close my book and go home. I share with you about my own life, how I need a second touch. I share with you, your church needs a second touch. I share with you, you Every one of you, under the sound of my voice, you need a second touch. And uh, with the spirit of boldness, I'm sharing with you, our community needs a second touch. I can close my book and go home. When I said our church need a second touch, why? It is because we have become complacent. It is because we are not at a point we take God for granted. We say to ourselves, we're the biggest thing going on. Like Israel, we don't think we need God as much as we did before. But if there's a time we ever need God, we need him right now. There are many also who are in denial of what is going on. 
How dare you? See, I need a second touch. I'm fine. Ain't nothing wrong with you. That's why you are still in the predicament you are now. We have to change our mindset and allow the Holy Spirit to touch us one more time. It's a dangerous thing to be lying, but if you're going to lie, don't lie to yourself. I remember the story of a woman. Praise the Lord, this woman always come to church testifying year after year. She would say, I don't need any man. I don't need no husband. She would say, Jesus is my husband. And year after year, she gave the same testimony. But one day, in the middle of the night, a house catch fire. And then a gentleman was running out of the house. So people saw it and said, I guess that's Jesus. What am I trying to say? One of the biggest holdup is when you and I have a problem, but we keep lying to our own self. We fail to confront or take personal responsibility that we allow God to move freely unhindered in our midst. The truth be told, we need a second touch in this community. We need a second touch in this church. All of us individually, we need God to touch us again. So say with your own mouth and say, Lord, touch me again. Come on, say it like you mean. Lord, touch me again. Now, who is going to do the touching? See, I'm taking my time to teach the word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus came, he died, he was buried, he rose again, and he ascended unto the heavens. The Bible says he is now seated at the right hand of the Father. But guess what he said? He said, I will not leave you empty. He said, there is a person, the Holy Spirit. So for our church, for your life, my life, for our community to blossom. You really want to know why young people are leaving? I'll tell you on TV. Say, I'm free. The Lord has delivered me. They're looking for opportunities. And if they don't sit here, they will move. I don't care how many people you have in, in police jury, in, in the courthouse, in the city government. If God don't build your house, every laborer 
are laboring in vain. We need God to touch us one more time. Who will do it? The Holy Spirit, the Comforter. You remember him in Genesis chapter 1? Hallelujah. The Bible said in verse number 1, uh, the, the world was, was full of darkness. There was voidness. The Bible said it was so bad, it was chaotic, but the spirit moved. And all of a sudden, chaos turned into order. Ever since the Holy Spirit moved, the earth and all the planets have been spinning and not two of them collide with one another. That's what happened when the Holy Spirit touched. Ladies and gentlemen, I will submit to you, God created the world by the presence of the Holy Spirit. It was him who was hovering over the entire process. And I will say to you, if you ask me today, Pastor, how can we build our community again? How can we build our church again? How can I build my family again? How can I build my business again? I will tell you, ladies and gentlemen, you need the Holy Spirit to touch you and touch your marriage and touch your children and touch your business and touch your career because if God don't get involved, you are laboring in vain. That's why I say, Lord, touch me again. Ladies and gentlemen, when I was growing up, I was a church boy, and they were teaching us many Bible stories. I'm sure many of you can relate to that. We hear stories about Noah's ark. We have stories about David and Goliath. We have stories about Queen Esther, and about Gideon Simon. We had a story about the wall of Jericho. I mean, so many Bible stories. My own favorite story, because young people are attracted to one story more than the other. My own favorite story was that of Samson. I just love Samson. I was crazy about Samson. And one question that always baffled my mind was where does his strength came from. Because something we attack a lion with nothing in his hand and tear him apart. Samson will confront a whole city, one person and tear them apart. So I was curious and unfortunately most preachers back then bless their heart, they work with what they know. And they will tell us as young people that the secret of Samson's power, Samson's strength, came from his hair. But as I grow up, I discover that is incorrect information. His strength is not from his hair. 
His hair was only symbolic of a Nazarene vow. Ladies and gentlemen, I found that in the book of Judges, chapter 14, verse 5 and 6, that when the lion roars, what happened to Samson, the spirit of God will come upon him. The spirit of God. I followed the life of Samson from childhood to adulthood. And I discover over and over again, his strength is not from some nappy hair. Every time he wants to do something miraculous, the spirit of God will come upon him. I also notice at one point he lost it. And that's what's the problem with churches, with communities, with individuals. I did not come today to solicit for your shout. I want to speak to your spirit man. That if you don't protect your miracle, you can lose it. The Bible said he started fooling with Delilah. Am I still in the book? You cannot lie on the Lila's lap Monday through Saturday and come Sunday morning and say, No, it won't work. The Bible said when Delilah got his attention and then said, Samson, we got you now. The Philistines against you. The Bible said, Samson shook himself. And then he was hoping when he shook himself, he can confront all those people. He's done it before. But this time when he shook himself, the spirit is gone. That's right. You really want to know the problem of many churches? And nobody shouting today. Ladies and gentlemen, I will submit to you, the church, without the power of the Holy Spirit, is just like Samson. Without the Spirit of God. I wish I had more time to talk with you today, but I will report to you I have been in many churches, many conferences, many denominations, and I've seen people shaking once they turn on the music. Everybody begins to shake their booty. Oh, yes, gorgeous. But when they get through shaking, nothing happened in their midst. That is what the Bible is talking about when it says we have a form of godliness. But there is no power 
to support it. You know why? Because the spirit of almighty God is gone. I even remember as a young star how we would go to church and people would be slain in the spirit. Young and old, crying their heart to God. They will worship God so heavily, the power of God will descend. Even the preacher cannot preach. What you call worship now, you have no clue. Now you see people trying to worship in the church, prophesying, laying hands, and then they have to push you down. That ain't real. Uh, that ain't real. That's fake stuff. In fact, let me go on record. I might as well preach as the Lord said me. I don't like people pushing me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we need God to touch us again. Tell somebody next to you and say, neighbor, neighbor. you need the Holy Spirit. Somebody shout, Lord, Lord. touch me me. again. Again. I don't know about you. I need him to touch me. I need him to touch my ministry. I need him to touch my church. I need him to touch my business. I need him to touch my family. I need him to touch my children. Lord! Touch me again. I will submit you've been touched before. That's why you're still here. But you need to be touched again. And for those of you who may be going through right now, don't let the devil suggest to you it's over. If God touch you, the things that are impossible with men, they are possible with God. God can touch your marriage again. God can touch your children again. God can touch your circumstance again. God can touch your finances again. God can touch your health again. I want to pray with somebody as I conclude. If you are here this morning and you're going to be honest with yourself, don't, don't, don't play religion. I tried that. It didn't work. But if you look in your own life and say, Pastor, I need God to touch me again. You're the one that God sent me to. I'm going to ask every one of you to stand to your feet. And as the musicians play softly, if you're that man, that that woman, and you need the touch of the master, again, find your way to the altar. 
Some of you, you may need him to touch you for your healing. Some of you, you may need him to touch you for your children, for your marriage. I have five children. I pray to God. I cry out. I say, Lord, touch my children again. Touch them again. Touch them. I say, I'm tired of being afraid. I know you have a whole lot more for me. Touch my ministry again. I've been going around this mountain for too long. I say, Lord, have your way in my life. I could have said to them, oh, I'm married. But God is saying, there is a whole lot more. You will allow the Holy Spirit to touch you again. And I pray that God will grant you the desires of your heart. You know why? Because God said, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, if you will believe, God will make it happen for you. I've watched what he did in this church. This was just a little bitty church. And God took this little thing and make it the talk of the whole town. But now, we are sliding back. We have become comfortable in Zion. And so in my spirit, I hear God say, look, cry unto God. I told him, Lord, touch me again. You've done it before, you can do it again. And when God touched that blind man a second time, the Bible says he began to see very clearly. Very clearly. That is my prayer for you. I need somebody to come here. I need to be in the, in the pool. I've been preaching to my own self. We have been preaching. We have somebody, anybody. Come, come. Yes, sir. Oh, God bless you. Amen. It takes deep. Jesus, not only, not only him, but I need a touch, Lord Jesus. Mm. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before your throne right now, Lord, just thanking you right now for the power of your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, fill our hearts right now, Lord. Fill our hearts, Lord through and through. Lord, we present our wills to you, creating us that we may be holy just like you. Holy Spirit, fill our hearts. Touch us again, Lord. Touch us again, Lord. We need your power. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you for your presence. Father, and we, by faith right now, believe 
and we receive that touch. Touch us, Lord. 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 Touch us. Jesus, touch us, Lord. Touch, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. Touch, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. Just touch, Lord. Touch, Lord. Touch, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. Touch, Lord. Your words that we have, not because we ask. Not right now, Lord, we asking you to touch. And we believe by faith right now, Lord, that you're touching right now. All over the building right now, Lord. All over the building, Lord. You're touching right now. Holy Spirit, fill this place. Touch, Lord. Touch. Touch me, Lord. Touch me, Lord. Touch me, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Just touch us, Lord. Touch us, Lord. All over the place. Touch, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Touch, Lord. We're standing on your word today, Lord. We believe in your word, Lord. Father, thanking you that you're touching right now. Father, and you're going to create in us a new walk. You're going to create in us a new talk. You're going to create in us a new life, Father, that we'll touch our giving, Lord. Father, touch our praise right now, Lord. Father, we thank you right now for that touch right now, Lord. Have your way in this place. Touch, Lord. We thank you. Thank you for that touch, Lord. And we give you the glory right now. Continue to touch the man of God, Lord. Fill him with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Continue to refill him, Lord. Give him what he need to give a word to your people right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for that touch right now, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. We bless your name, Lord. Continue to touch his wife right now. His helpmate, Lord, touch her right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. And we give you all the glory now. We thank you and we give you all the praise right now. In Jesus' matchless name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We give you the praise right now, Lord. Hallelujah to your name, Lord. Hallelujah to your name, Lord. Thank you for touch right now, Lord. Hallelujah. Now for the, at the beginning, they said that the pastor would be up front for those that want to come and meet and greet and sister so let us uh, have a benediction <laughs> yes lord a benediction hallelujah now may the grace of god the sweet communion of the holy spirit may it rest rule and abide with each one of us as we leave this place and we'll continue to give god all the praise and the glory in jesus name amen